Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, we're doing a podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode 17. Nice and clean, 17. <laughs> Is that the bingo call for 17? I don't know, it sounds a bit rude. Um, it does a bit. I think they probably just say one in seven, don't they? How have you been, Bethany? You all right? I'm all right. We've, we've been gallivanting. It's, we're out of some, we're not in full lockdown, we're in partial lockdown, so some things are open, we've had nice weather. I'm feeling good. I think in the last few episodes when I've listened back, I've sounded like a miserable cow, which is probably because I was miserable, but I'm feeling good now. <laughs> I'm feeling more positive. I'm kind of parking any anxiety of lockdown and just trying to be excited about it. I know what a surreal experience it is to get back out and like, I don't know, be in the presence of other people, like yeah. inside a place. It's just so strange. Have you been making the most of it? What have you been? What have you been doing? Well, we saw each other in real life in the flesh. Oh my god! Yeah, so we did. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Bethany came around and sat in my garden in the sunshine and had her takeaway nachos that were missold to her under the Trade yeah. Standards Act. They didn't look anything like the Instagram pictures, but that's a different story for a no. different day. I didn't complain. Yeah, it was weird seeing you in three D. Yeah. I had hair then as well. Shaved oh, my yeah. head. So. I got a bit of a shock on Zoom today. Joseph's got a skinhead. <laughs> it's not quite a skinhead, but it's shorter than the last time I did it. I shaved my head this time last year. I always grows back. Did you just feel like a change? But I had missed I had missed my barber's appointment on the Saturday. I got my times mixed up and then I was like, do you know what? I'm I can't be bothered waiting anymore. I'm just gonna do it. So I just did it. Because so, uh, it, it is quite drastic. I can understand doing it last year when the barbers and hairdressers were shut, but they are open now. I kind of wanted to do it again, though, because I really I felt that I quite suited it the last time. Yeah. But this is a bit shorter than before, so we'll see how it grows in. I like it. It's nice. I got over that once the initial shock of <laughs> seeing you without any hair. I do like it. It's nice. I'm getting my hair cut next week. Oh, are you going to go quite short? I don't know, but I have new, because I have grey hair now, I have sort of new considerations 
Whereas before, I think I could just kind of, you know, get whatever hairstyle I wanted. But now I have grey, I feel like I need to consider, you know, I need to take that into consideration with my, you know, cut and colour. And are you, so are you going to tell me you're going to get it dyed? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> well, what, of, course, gonna... of course you don't have to. If you want to embrace the grey, that's your prerogative. But I do not want to embrace the grey at 25. I'm going grey as well. We've spoken about this before. Yeah, I feel like my new haircut simultaneously makes me look a bit younger, but also a bit older. There's something going, around, going on around the eyes mm. that makes me look a bit sickly, actually. I think I think some people do suit grey hair, and I think, you know, a bit of grey highlights, you know, some grey highlights can be nice. But the way mine look, they're wiry. They sort of stick out above my own hair. They're a different texture. It's just not a, not a vibe. It's not a good look. No matter how much you condition the grey hairs, they never, ever um, <laughs> go to change from being this horrible wiry thing. No. So you have to die. they have to be dyed. They certainly do. I've had a few Karen experiences, actually, in the interim. Mm, do tell. So I was the victim of a Karen on one occasion. Okay. And then I observed a Karen mm-hmm. in her natural habitat. And then I almost became a Karen. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> so the first one was I was cycling into work one morning, right? Fairly early. So I start work at eight. So it must have been about half seven in the morning. The roads are normally quite quiet. So I cycle along in this bus slash cycle lane. Hardly in traffic and... All of a sudden, I was like, that car's been, like, next to me, like, for a few seconds too long, and they've kind of slowed down. I just heard this noise, and I kind of looked over, and it was this woman going, helmet, helmet, like that, out our window of the car. I was like, what the... Because I wasn't wearing a helmet. I was like, excuse me, who are you to be shouting and bawling at me at half past seven in the morning from your car? Keep your eyes on the road. Don't knock me down. And you're shouting about a helmet. I just thought I felt I was I felt affronted. What I will say about that is you should be wearing a helmet. I wouldn't necessarily if I saw someone without wearing a helmet, like you know, stick my head out of a moving vehicle and shout at someone. <laughs> but you should wear a helmet. It's not a legal requirement. Were you not told those stories growing up? I always had to wear a helmet growing up, and I always got stories of horrific brain injuries and. But realistically, like. As an adult on a bike, I'm not going to lose my balance. I'm quite an experienced cyclist. Like, the major threat is being hit by something, and if I'm hit by a car or a truck, like, I think a helmet is probably, like, the least of my worries because the rest of my body will be mangled as well. Not necessarily, because a car could just, say, clip you and just maybe knock you off balance slightly. So, not really. You could, there could be black ice on the road. A little stone. Could be. I have come off on black ice Punk- before. Need to get a puncture. I've had a puncture before, but I've never. Fa- I've I've only fallen off my bike once in my life as an adult. And now you've got a skinhead. There's no excuse because wearing a helmet's not going to mess your hair. <laughs> That's not why I don't wear it. I just don't wear it because I, f- I feel quite safe without it. Hmm. Well, like, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Hmm. Fine. Hmm. Okay, for you. Uh, next time, uh, next time I wear my bike, I wear a helmet just for you. Thanks. 
Okay, and then my observed, Karen, I went yep. to, um, we, we tried to go on a wee day out up to Loch Lomond, but they closed the car park at like half past eight in the morning or something like that, so all the traffic was getting turned away. So we went to a different wee loch and just sat at like the kind of dry grass around it. And a couple of people were going in for like a swim and stuff in the loch. They went in and enjoyed it. And then we were all just kind of relaxing, reading our books, having a wee picnic. And then all of a sudden someone was like, oh my God, what's that? And we looked over and like, all this grass was on fire, like maybe about 60, 70 metres away from us. And it spread really, really quickly. And then there was like a couple of people up next to it and none of us had actually seen what happened. And we were like, oh, have, have, surely they've not done that deliberately, but it's not hot enough for like a wildfire to start. Like what's going on? So it was a couple of young people and like they came, we were like, right, it's spreading. We better just move. We picked up all our stuff and we just left. And we, it was a couple of teenagers and they were coming down, a boy and a girl. And they were like, oh, we phoned the fire brigade. It was our barbecue. It flipped over in the wind and set fire, basically. I was like, oh, my God, why would you have a barbecue on dry grass like that? That's such a stupid idea. But fair play, they phoned the fire brigade and they were going to meet them at the gates. So we were walking around and there was like these two middle-aged women, one of whom was sporting the most bizarre haircut I've ever seen in my life. It was like a mullet, but longer. Like it was really quite long at the back, but a wee bit longer, like not totally short at the front but like a wee bit longer it was almost like a, a, a like a like a billy ray cyrus kind of thing going on i, I, I really with like a bowl cut incorporated into it it wasn't your classic karen hairdo but it was definitely something that was you know you're painting that you're painting a nice picture here and she was wearing what was she wearing she was wearing under armor and then a linen shirt over the top of it and then I think she had a pair of like three quarter length leggings on and maybe a pair of like sensible walking shoes and a pair of like those wrap around sunglasses. Yeah. So <laughs> am I painting the picture vividly? She, yeah. We are sliding into a demographic here. And she's like, were you, were you with those people up there at that fire? I was like, oh, your tone is really pointed right now. I was like, no, um, it's a couple of young people. They look about 16 or 17. It was their, their barbecue was like turned over so it was just an accident and I think they're quite panicked by it and she's like I watched them they were absolutely gormous they could have stamped on that fire they could have run down to the the lock and got a soaked their jacket in water and thrown it over it and I was like the lock is like 50 meters down a hill like there's no chance they could have run down there soaked their jacket run back up put it over a fire in time like before it spread I want their pictures arms folded now I want that I'm wanting their pictures I'm going to take pictures that's a disgrace I was like well, they phoned the fire brigade. I was like, well, they have phoned the fire brigade. And, and she was like, and that's them just walking away. I was like, no, they're going to meet them. They phoned the fire brigade and they're going to meet them in fairness. So I just left it at that. I was like, I really can't be dealing with this today. Got a bit of a hangover. It's hot. I just need out. And then the young folks come behind us and all of a sudden there's this rammy going on behind us. And then, like, they were shouting like, what? how do you expect me to do that? Get down the hill. So you try and do You run down that hill, run back up when it's on fire. And I was like, fair play. Like, you think we guys got a point. Like, it's completely unfeasible. And like one of our pals had to go back and be like, right, guys, it's an act. It's unfortunate it's happened. It's an accident, but we don't need to be aggressive about it. But this woman was absolutely gunning for these poor like seventeen-year-olds. I was like, you, okay, it's a shame that something's gone up in smoke, and uh, it's not a good idea to have barbecue on, on the dry grass. But I'm wanting their pictures. It genuinely must be exhausting to have that much anger. You know, carrying that much anger with you all the time must be exhausting because like you said you would see someone and go oh they're a bit stupid doing that oh it's an accident you know you'd quickly get over it 
but taking it so personally. The fact she was like they could have stamped it out. I was like, well, I think when the wind picked up and the barbecue went flying and then all of a sudden there were flames next to them, I don't think your first thought is to stamp on it. I think your first thought is to like jump back, is it not? But also if she was there, why didn't she stamp on it? If it was so easy. I was like, shut it, Fireman Sam, honestly. Like, get a grip. <laughs> so that was number two. Okay. And then the third one was me. I, I nearly, no, I didn't nearly lose the rag, but I felt like saying something. So I was, <laughs> the can- I, had, I was like, I'm going to buy my lunch at work today. So I went to the canteen. And the food in the canteen is, is famously um, commissariche. <laughs> Dreadful. Right. But it was like a corn tikka masala or something that was on. So I was like, oh, that actually sounds okay. So I'll have a bit of curry, some rice. And there was this tray of like samosas and pakora and stuff. I was like, oh, is that, was that, is that veggie samosas there? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, could I just have one of them just on top? And she's like, no, that comes as a separate platter. That's your pakora platter. You can't have that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? I just, but just one and I'll just pay for it. No, it comes as a platter. I was like, Fine, just give me the platter. So I paid £3.30 for a pakora platter. So you've just said this canteen is absolutely rotten. Yeah. Why would you be so desperate for one samosa then? Because the samosas looked really good. They looked really crispy and they were quite big. And I, do, I just love a samosa. And to be fair, the samosas were good. The pakora was crap, but the samosas were tasty. Mm-hmm. I was like, just give me one samosa. I'm clearly knackered here. Just do me a wee favour. But what if she was knackered and she just couldn't be bothered dealing with your snash when you have to buy the Kona platter? Why could you not just give me one samosa? Like, I would have done that. See, if I was, like, I used to work in a coffee shop, I would give people wee things on the side. But it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, lighten up. Shall I tell you about my um, exciting story? Oh, go for it. So I don't think we've spoken about them on the podcast before. The, have we spoken about the Scottish family party before? No, we haven't. They've only they've kind of risen to prominence in the last two weeks, I think. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know the Scottish family party, how would you describe them? Christian they would, Yeah, they would describe themselves as, you know, family first, withholding traditional family values, you know, they believe in marriage. They don't believe in anything other than a man and a woman being married. Anything beyond that is unacceptable. You know, very traditional, all that sort of stuff. But um, they've now um, blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> Why? What did you do? I didn't even do anything that bad. I'm going to, I don't even know if I'll be able to see it now because I'm blocked. Did you reply to something or did you at them? Or I replied to them. So they tweeted saying, I'm going to try and find it. How do you find somebody who's like tech savvy enough to run a Twitter, like a social media account, but also as like a Christian fundamentalist conservative type? Do you know what I mean? I don't know, but their tweets are full of typos. So clearly not someone very good. Okay. <laughs> I found the tweet. So they tweeted um, about, you know, the TV program Naked Attraction. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they tweeted, 
more filth from the government agency known as Channel 4, we would stop it. So all I replied was, well, they're definitely not getting my vote now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love, I genuinely do really like watching Naked Attraction. And now I'm blocked. I think that's for a pretty minor transgression. That's what I it was, you know, it's quite jovial. There's nothing, I'm not saying anything nasty about them. They've blocked me. Cyber bullies. Which I think says some, you know, says more about them. They're not kind of open. You know, they're all, they also, I think one of their um, manifesto pledges is free speech. (laughs) They clearly block anyone who disagrees with them in any way. So I'm not sure how much they really mean. I think they mean free speech for anyone who agrees with them, maybe. No, they do, because I was having a great laugh reading their leaflet and it was like, protect children from um, vulgar sex education. <laughs> um, we oppose transgender ideology. And then underneath was like, free speech. We would we would reverse the, the hate speech bill and all this kind of thing. You're like, what are you talking about? You absolute lunatics. Yeah, so I think, you know, if you said something homophobic, that would be okay because it's free speech. <laughs> But if you say something that doesn't align with their views, then that's not that's not good free speech. I mean, they're they're just a joke, really, aren't they? They're not. They're not even. You know, they'll get like a couple of thousand votes across the country, and that'll be it. But I just thought that was quite funny that I'm now blocked. I take that as a um, a compliment. <laughs> Wear it as a badge of honour, Hen. Yes. Is it Karen of the week time? It's Karen of the Week time. Okay, it's quite a funny one this week. I will let the listeners decide, I think. <laughs> okay. Don't take your own job, but... So it comes from a news article, and the headline of this article is Employees skipped work for 15 years unnoticed, taking home 464 <laughs> grand in pay. So this person's like, you know, somehow... <laughs> been missed off the payroll and he's been getting paid for 15 years now this man dave has commented he clearly hasn't read the article right because the article the person who skipped work for 15 years is a 66 year old italian man but dave has obviously just read the headline of this and has commented quite a simple comment youngsters these days have no good work ethics (laughs) RTFQ is it? Yeah, I just thought that was very Karen. He's not even taken the time to read the article and he's just seen this as an opportunity to berate young people. <laughs> that's a that's a knee jerk reaction, isn't it? He's lashing out. Where where does this myth that young people don't work hard come from? I don't actually understand where it comes from. I know, do you know, I kinda have two thought processes on this because I also think about like last year when we had this shortage of fruit pickers and like young British people wouldn't take those jobs and we had to fly in like thousands of I think Romanians to do like the fruit picking so there is that kind of element of I don't know if that's necessarily just young people though that there are certain jobs that British people think is kind of beneath them or there's kind of job snobbery as well of oh you work in I don't know, McDonald's or you you do this kind of job that is a bit of job snobbery and that's where kind of immigrants kind of prop up the the job market and a lot of kind of low paid jobs as well, especially. Um, 
But then I think of like older workers, and this is just kind of from you know my experience of kind of working in different jobs. A lot of them, because they've worked in the company for years, have got better contracts, they're on better money, they maybe don't need to work weekends, they've maybe grown up with like trade unions and things like that, so they've got better working conditions, and people, younger people doing the same job as them are sometimes paid a lot less and have to work more hours. Mm. So I kind of come at this from kind of two angles, but I know what you mean, that there is this kind of, you know, older gen, oh, young ones are lazy and, and this and that. I've, I've like I well I mean I personally I, had, I got my first job when I was 15 four, maybe 14 actually but I also do remember like in high school everybody was kind of clamouring to get a job because everybody wanted to have like an extra bit of money in their pocket to like go out to the cinema at the weekend like I never felt that there was a particular dearth of work ethic among people that I went to school with if you know what I mean like everybody no. was after a job to work and get some money I do remember a few people and there would be comments like, oh, my parents um, don't want me to get a job. They want me to focus on my exams. And it's almost like a kind of underhand kind of insult because it's like, oh, well, your parents clearly don't give a if you get bad results, if you're out, you know, chimney sweep. I don't know. (laughs) Chimney sweep. Um, Because I had a job from I was 16 I also before that worked in as we've spoken about before in the ice cream van I, I know I actually wanted to talk about this I wanted to break down your many many jobs you're like um a jack of all trades yeah thank you so what have you had in chronological <laughs> order please you don't have to name brands if you don't I want won't to name me. right I won't name brands so ice cream van lady <laughs> ice cream van man I also helped my mum with the Avon so Avon lady and then I was a sales assistant, I think was my job title then. For what kind of thing? For a shop. like a. Oh, you worked in a shop? I worked in a shop, yeah. And then I worked in a call centre, so I think I was like a call centre agent. Agent? Ooh. And then I worked in another call centre, so again another i mainly just worked in call centers and i've also be, worked in a bar as i've said and i did work in an i forgot to say i also worked in an indian takeaway and i, did did, <laughs> I worked in um, in the village so i was 17 at this point i was also this is when i was i was also a sales assistant as well so i had two jobs at this point I used to like open up, I would like cook the food, I would do burgers and pizzas despite having no food or hygiene qualification. So I was like cooking the food and tidying up and taking orders and I actually didn't mind it, I quite liked it. I think that's it really. So not quite varied I suppose I've had worked hospitality. What about the chemists? Well that was when I was, that was like I wasn't really a chemist, it was a shop. No I should hope not, have you no qualifications? And it sold fags, so it definitely wasn't a chemist. It was a kind of down market chemist anyway, if we if we think of the brand between ourselves. It's certainly no super drug, put it that way. Oh, that's a lot, Bethany. You've had, you've had quite a, a significant employment history. Some would almost say, why did you never hold down a job for any particular length of time? Well, I did. 
a lot of the places I worked, because I worked since I was 16, I'm now nearly 26, that's 10 years. So a lot of the jobs I had for like a year, and it was just that maybe my like uni timetable didn't fix or I moved jobs to get in more money. All right, okay, fair enough. Did you ever get sacked or fired? No comment. <laughs> You've had quite a sheltered job life then. I've I've only ever worked in one place. That's wild. <laughs> but it's because it was it's almost like a job for life in there, honestly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Like I started working in this garden centre coffee shop when I, it was like a family owned thing in near where I live when I was about fourteen or something like that. I started like scrubbing pots on a Saturday. Just like mm-hmm. the kitchen porter, so like proper like actually quite hard work like doing dishes constantly all day and then like I was in charge of like cleaning out the fridges doing stock takes cleaning out like the storage containers like putting deliveries away rotating stock scrubbing down like big like grills and like hobs and all this kind of stuff Mm. it was just it was it was physically demanding you would go home and you would like smell like fried food and stuff you would just be stinking Mm -hmm. but um that's the thing. So I was going to say that's the thing with a lot of the jobs that young people do. They're often really the you know really low paid, but like physically demanding. Like, yeah, I think I was getting paid like four pounds an hour, which is actually not bad for a, a fourteen year old. So I would make twenty eight pound a week, and like the 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 bosses were really really good, really nice, um, and I've made. A lot of friends there actually that I'm still friends with today. So then I worked I worked from then when I was 14 until I was 22, 23. Because every summer I'd come home from uni and just work all through the summer. Or if I was off at Easter Easter for like two weeks or something, I would just give her a text and be like, I'm free if you need any shifts covered. And I would like go in and work. But I would, <laughs> I would like do everything. I would be like on the dishes or then I could be like cooking one day. At one point I was like, somehow ended up being like the head chef. <laughs> I know you don't really call it a head chef in a coffee shop, but mm. at, at one point it went beyond like, you know, sandwiches and baked potatoes. It was like, you know, freshly fried fish and chips, um, made to order burgers, all this kind of stuff. Like it was getting quite intense. So I did stuff like that. And then I was also like, worked front of house. So like waiting tables and was a barista as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. It was great fun. See, when I think of my job, like, since graduating and, you know, having, like, a, I guess, a graduate job, see, working in a call centre, that was way more stressful than any job I've had since graduating from uni, and I've worked in, you know, corporate jobs, media, marketing, comms, all that stuff. Working in a call centre is the most stressful thing ever. If people think it's easy, they've obviously never worked in a call centre. You are like timed, you have your, you know, your toilet breaks are timed to the second. Oh yeah, you've told me about this, you have to put in um, a code brown if you're going to the toilet. Well, if your toilet breaks are over, you're allocated time, you need to explain why. Your <laughs> your breaks are literally within, you know, timed within the second. Everything, you're monitored all day, every day. 
you're on the phone to people who are usually screaming at you, giving you the worst abuse ever because Karens, when they phone you in a call centre, have more confidence because they're obviously not face-to-face. Yeah. I think during my course, my time at different call centres, I think I was called every single name under the sun, every name imaginable. <laughs> yeah, I would not, I could not go back to working in a call centre. It is very stressful. I am, um, one of my other friends also worked in a call centre and he was telling me how he, he actually got pulled into a, a disciplinary meeting at work because they were like going through everyone's like hours and like logged, logged hours and stuff. They were like, you've um, spent half of your contracted hours um, on break. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, I don't think he lasted long in that job. I think he might have left shortly after that. Yeah. I remember I had one, like, because you have, usually have about two weeks training for a call centre job. And I remember one, it was um, an energy company. So we had to like go through, part of the training was going through this energy bill. And this was all afternoon. We had this bill in front of us and it was, if you look to the left hand side of the page where it says customer name, that's the customer's name. (laughs) If you look where it says gas total that's the total the customer pays for their gas (laughs) where it says electricity total (laughs) you get the idea but jobs jobs like that are like jobs and training that are like soul sucking and okay fair, fair enough i've only worked one job but like it's not like it's easy for people to sit there and be like, you know, classic gammons being like, oh, youngsters have got no work ethic. Back in my day, I was doing five paper rounds a week and then going around for the, with the milk at the weekends. And all this kind of stuff. You're like, and people still do that. People yeah. still do that. Just because, just because you, your children are lazy buggers doesn't mean that everyone else is. <laughs> That's a good um, point, actually, yeah. But, I mean, you only have to look at all the people who were out working during the pandemic. And aside from all the people in the NHS, all the people that were still out working were predominantly younger people working in hospitality and retail. And and obviously they were like previously and still are being like perceived as lesser jobs. But the minute we were in a pandemic situation where we needed supermarket workers and delivery drivers and all this kind of stuff, they were key workers. So as snobbery, like is perceived as a lesser job, therefore not as hard, therefore these people are lazy. Yeah. And it's funny then, how it's perceived as a lesser job just because of the how much money you earn. Obviously there are certain things that you know you would attribute a certain skill to and that's how you kind of put value on it. But then employers are kind of like nasty sometimes as well, like zero hours contracts, all this kind of stuff. I or like they, they fully expect like say People are working more than one job, but like they'll still treat it as if you know you are fully committed to them. They expect you to be on their beck and call all the time. People who think that zero-hour contracts are these great things, you know, young people get to choose when they work, how often they work. You know, you're in control because you can work as many or as little hours as you want. In my experience, we have a zero-hours contract. Is like what you've said. When they need you, you know, and you can't work, you're then almost punished because they need you and you can't work so they maybe won't ask you for shifts the next time 
you know, it's it's very much at you're at their disposal. It's not how much you want to work. They'll just tell you when they need you. It's not the kind of flexible, great way of working that some people seem to think it is. Oh, how how can we talk about how this guy got away with not working for fifteen years anyway and still getting paid? Well, what's going on there? Is it an inside job? Is he bribed? Is he bribed? Does he know somebody at the payroll department? I read the article, but I can't remember now. So it was in Italy. It was a hospital worker, and I think there was just I think it was quite a while. Obviously, started a while ago, so maybe kind of payroll was not electronic or something, and he's just been missed. He's really owned up to that though, because now he's going to be done for fraud and have to repay like however many hundred thousand euros god on me i know i mean i think i'd i mean i'd maybe keep it going for a couple of months and then tell them (laughs) (laughs) 15 years is too far anyway can we um can we explore dave's profile is is it or is it just a screenshot you've got um so dave is bald oh what a surprise Youngsters these days have no good work ethics. Youngsters? I wonder who a youngster is to Dave. So I'm going to put him in his 60s probably. So to him, I mean, so his, if he's got kids, his kids will be what, in their 40s, 30s, 40s? So maybe to him, youngsters are like 20s and younger. Yeah. Which mm. is weird. I just don't know where it comes from. Because like realistically now, like people in their 20s make up a good chunk of the working age population, don't they? Like... All my colleagues at a similar level to me are overall in our early to mid twenties. It's just odd. And I remember if I've ever been like looking for a job or something, maybe like my grandpa said, "Oh, just go round with your and print out your CV and and go and uh, round the doors and chap in people's doors and hand your CV in." It's like that's not how job applications work these days if you've uh, uh, job applications in themselves are soul destroying for a minimum wage job somewhere you're having to fill out pages and pages of applications tell us about a time where you used your emotional intelligence to solve a crisis and you're like (laughs) is this for real for a minimum wage job it's not just a case of handing in your cv or phoning the gaffer and asking them if they've got any work is it because it's becoming like a more like this is maybe there's a jobs market more up skilled than it used to be more people have got university degrees like we're moving away from manual trades into you know these kind of professional realms things like marketing pr finance all that kind of stuff yeah i don't know well like i said there's jobs that are that didn't exist before that are now existing but to your point about kind of like graduates kind of you're not stealing jobs from school leavers but that is a real no, problem not, not at all but i'm just like there's been a shift in like yeah. when people get jobs and what kind of jobs they are yeah no but I, i'm agreeing with you like a, there is a problem of graduates because there are more more and more people going to university there aren't the same amount of jobs so people who have got university degrees are working in nothing wrong with it but working in retail or working in call centers and almost like then that's one less job for someone who didn't go to university. So what are they going to do? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I think I think that conclu- concludes episode seventeen quite nicely. Yeah, this was a wee change because this is a this is actually a daytime episode. You obviously can't tell when you're listening to it, but it's a daytime episode, and it's been a nice change. Mm-hmm. But yeah, God, lockdown lockdown life is kind of over now, which is weird and bizarre. And sometimes soon, I think we might actually record an episode in person because you're allowed inside. Are you allowed inside people's houses in? May? May, I think it is, yeah. I think we'd like to keep the podcast going after lockdown. Yeah, but an in-person episode would be stunning. Beautiful. Okay, if you enjoyed this week's podcast, follow, like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And email us your Karen stories, whatisitnowkaren at gmail.com. Yeah, and um, you can you can message us on Instagram as well, and you can and that's where we're really active, and that's um, what is it now, Karen. So we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Oh God, we're doing a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.